재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Well, let's head out and about with Jennifer Chang. She takes us on a little voyage of the mind every week into culture and travel. Hello, Jennifer. Hi, Kurt. All right, where are we headed? I actually ventured out to a neighborhood in Seoul. Mm. And um, yeah, for me, it was the first time to go there. And I, I'd actually not even heard of this little area. Giving Colin Marshall a little run for his money. <laughs> urbanism, a little Jennifer Chang We're going to do a urbanism. little bit of that urbanism. Okay. Mm. And so have you heard of Sharosukil? This is not Karusogil. It is, is definitely not that. Okay. Similar. I don't believe I have. So it's one of the recently emerging hipster food hubs in Seoul. Mm. And it's experiencing the effects of gentrification. Like Sangsudong, Mangwondong, Yeonnamdong. There are so many of these areas. Uh, Iksondong and Songsudong. Places that are a little junky, but then some creative people start uh, something cool. And it yeah, just kind of explodes. Explodes. Mm. Where is this uh, Sharosugil? I know, it's hard to say, right? Mm. Uh, so, it is located near uh, Seoul University. Seoul University. And it's oh. how you get there is Seoul National University Station Exit 2. Mm-hmm. And you would walk out of Exit 2 and you walk down about 150 meters. So, maybe like a block or two, two-ish. And then to the left, you're going to see this... Little street, or maybe even an alley, you could call it. Mm. It is called Kwanakro Shipsagil. Okay, so not far from Kwanaksan, I would imagine, right? Yeah, it's in that general area. And, uh, you know, that Kwanakro Shipsagil, it's the new address system in Korea. So you can break it down to Tero is a major road, a major road that has at least, it has to have eight lanes, so two way traffic. And then after that would be a row. It's a street or road or avenue. And it's anywhere from two to seven lanes. That okay. would be a row. Seven lanes is still an awful big I know, it's still road. kind of big. Yeah. So it can be up to seven lanes. Again, two-way traffic. Um, so it's where, you know, you would have car traffic going. Yep. And so Kwanangno is the big street or road. And then Shipsakil. So that's kind of like all the other smaller streets, streets, ways, alleys. Okay. If it's one of those little tiny things where cars have to kind of back up and let each other by, that's a gil. And people. You would have to be kind of fight for that, you know. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, the reason why this place is called Sharosukil. So everyone knows Karosukil, that it's in Shinsa. Okay. And Karosukil actually means a tree-lined avenue. Uh-huh. And so the name Sharosukil, the Sha comes from entrance to Seoul National University. There is a big uh, monument or a giant mm. kind of like a it's sculpture. Two big letters, even. really. Yeah, and it kind uh. of looks exactly like the Korean uh, sha. word Sha. Yep, yep, they it took totally that does. And fused that with, you know, the Karosukil, and then they turned it into Sharosukil as a new nickname for this new. Alleyway. I wonder, what does that sculpture mean in the first place? The S presumably is Seoul, right? For Seoul National University. Yeah, I think it comes from the name, the characters from the, the Seoul National University. They get that from there. Mm. So, yeah, it got popular. This Sharosuki got popular after it got that nickname. Once you have sort of a, a grouping, a way to think of all of those places together in one area, uh, it makes it easier to become a destination. Right. And so, um, this Sharosukil area, you know, I think it started getting a little bit big around 2010. Until then, it was just a back alleyway. 
tiny back alleyway. Nobody knew. It was like filled with like just Korean typical little restaurants, dives. Um, like a little, little, what is the thing they used to have in Seoul? The, the pimakgol, right? Yeah, kind of, right? Mm. And that area, you know, I walked through that area for the first time in that one main street where all these now new establishments and restaurants and cafes and bars are. And it was a very jarring kind of neighborhood for me. So I think the gen- the um, gentrification is still happening and more things are still coming in. Mm. But in between all these new restaurants and eye-catching exteriors, you have these dives, like old existing neighborhood restaurants. So it's kind of... Authenticity is key. For like hip- hipsters and young consumers today, they really do like authenticity. And oftentimes that translates into old Yeah, so that juxtaposition of the old and the new, for me, was a bit jarring. Mm. It was very interesting. Mm. Um, but anyways, um, that whole area, Sharosukis, that one major street. And, and our PD is pulling up some photos. There's actually signage in the area. Mm-hmm. This isn't just slang. They've got signs and painted on the street. It says Sharosukil. Uh, and there's actually some um, businesses that say this way to Sharosukil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that whole area, the kind of crowds that you would see there, obviously it's a university area. So you're going to see a lot of SNU students. Uh-huh. And a lot of SNU students live in, in right off of those streets. There's a lot of one rooms there. Yeah. Studios and one room. So a lot of students, obviously. And then, of course, as it's getting more popular, you would see a lot of office workers in the area who come there okay. to dine. And because of SNU or Seoul National University's remote locations, kind of up in the mountains, yeah, um, the restaurants and businesses, you don't get a lot of business during the, the earlier part of the day. So it opens quite late. Like sure. It, it starts opening maybe 5 or 6 p.m. Okay. And then you've got your, you know, uh, hipsters and foodies coming to the area through SNS and word of mouth. Yeah, SNS and sort of, you know, the right kind of uh, photo post and things like that can attract the crowd, the herd, to almost any part of town. At this point, geography is not even a factor. If the cool places spring up anywhere and it's getting posted, people will come. Exactly. So maybe we can talk a little bit, a bit about, you know, what you can do or why you would go to this Sharosukire, why you would check it out. Besides the food. Besides the food, which is a main reason, right? Mm-mm. But uh, if you are, or if you consider yourself a hipster. I do not, but I, <laughs> I can relate to people who are hipsters. Right. So if you follow the latest trends in fashion, or um, if, you va- if you value independent thinking, or if you go counterculture, or if you appreciate art and indie rock Those music, are your definitions of hipster? That would be part of... I can tell that you want to be a hipster more than I do because you (laughs) define it that way. But anyway. I don't think you try to be a hipster. You either are or not. (laughs) (laughs) I think the very definition of a hipster is somebody who tries to be a hipster. But anyway. Okay, fine. All right. I'll let you hang on we to can, that we definition. Can, <laughs> we can sort that out in a debate in the future. But uh, okay. Yeah. And so. then, like you mentioned, um, foodies. And and Sharosukil is known to be a place where you can go to experience kind of like a global cuisine. Mm. Um, so you can hit Japanese food there. You can hit Thai. There's Mexican, Spanish, Argentinian, Cuban, Italian, Indian, French, American. Uh-huh. And of course, there's Korean there. Surely. Yeah, so it's kind of recreating almost like the um, 
the Itaewon model a little bit, uh, the world food city or the world food street model a little bit. Right. So when I went there, yes, I started seeing all these different types of global, you know, or international restaurants there. And that was cool. But I kind of was, you know, I am very picky about food and I'm very skeptical. Mm. So when I was walking around, I went kind of towards the end of this Kwanang no Shipsagil. And at the corner, I saw this um, Mexican restaurant and it looked really nice from the outside. And I was like, "Mm, I wonder if it's really authentic. Mm. I was like, probably not. So I bypassed it, turned the corner. And then um, I hit this other smaller street. And as I was walking down... I saw another restaurant. And one thing that's really interesting, too, about this neighborhood, Sharosukil, what I saw was it's filled with a lot of old Korean villas. Okay. Which have kind of like a lot of one rooms or studio rooms or... um, Villa would be... um, When you say villa, is it like a row house kind of thing? I don't know what you mean by row house. So it's a building. Uh Uh-huh. And sometimes, I think it's uh, each floor is just one unit where one family uses it. They they are usually kind of um, they unless it's been remodeled. A lot of times they don't even have stairs. It's kind of like just a few stories high. Okay, so sort of low, and mm-hmm. uh, all right. Yeah, nice. I've lived in one before, and my family's lived in one before. Mm. But anyways, I what I saw was that a lot of these villas, these buildings, um, the first floor had been converted to these businesses and restaurants. Okay, and then the rest of it just yeah. looks like your typical old. Villa building. That's and what's s- happening in Hanamdong, where I used to live. Yeah, uh, so that yeah. also kind of threw me off. It was just really interesting. So you have this old building, but then I looked at the first floor, first floor, and this Italian restaurant, it looked very fancy. So it's just that that juxtaposition of the old and new again. Right. So it got my attention. Mm-mm. And so I step in there and I started asking some questions. And it turned out that it was the owner chef. And so he answered a lot of my questions about the neighborhood, about the, ur- you know, the urbanization, about the gentrification. And he said he had been there from the start before it even got big, the whole area. And so um, he actually was the one who gave me a few pointers on which restaurants are really good and that he would recommend for me to actually go to. And Gotta he recommended the, the Mexican place. Gotta ask the locals. And look, first impressions are Absolutely. not always the right ones. You can't judge a book by its cover. You can't just say, I'm from California, therefore all Mexican restaurants are terrible. You have to go and actually try it. So I did. Okay. So what did I do? I walked back out. I went to that Mexican restaurant after he told me the story about the owner, how uh, he started a chicken restaurant, but... He is actually a huge craft beer and beer fan. Mm. And so um, when he turned, decided to close down the chicken place and he opened up this Mexican, you know, at first he was also the Italian, the, the chef owner. He was also very hesitant. Like, what does he know about Mexican? But what he said really stood out to me because anybody who cares that much about food mm-hmm. or whether it's food or beer or whatever it is, that craft... Whatever they turn to and do next, they're still going to care about it that much. There's something there. Well, that's the DNA of a good restaurant or good food. If you care passionately about the quality of the ingredients and you put them together in authentic and simple ways, you're probably going to hit the target. You know, if you're trying to cut corners and if you're trying to be too bling bling past your Mm -hmm. basic capabilities, I don't think you're going to you're going to do it. But, you know, basic integrity. So, yeah, I went there and I was very, very, very pleasantly surprised with the quality of the food. And you could tell that he uses quality ingredients. Mm. 
they give you limes. <laughs> Not lemons, they give you limes. That is crucial, isn't it? Um, they they uh, fry up their own uh, tortilla chips. Sure. It was very good. Their salsa verde was very good. I mm-hmm. mean, just I was very pleased with the food. So um, that was a pleasant surprise. So it sounds like this s h a r u s o k i l has a lot to discover. And uh, I guess if your main crowd is young people and hipsters, you've got a lot of the sort of... Um, alone crowd uh, or you know if you're just going around by yourself as I think you might have been doing that night mm-hmm. I totally it's was it's a friendly environment for that exactly and the other thing that people talk about a lot you know is that Sharoskir is perfect for h o m b a p we know that's trending right now through media dramas reality shows everyone t- talks about h o m b a p The idea of being able to eat or drink alone. You can show up alone. It is not a stigma anymore. You can work your way through a good meal, even if you don't have a date or a party of three or four. And uh, you can have a fun time exploring Sharuso Gil. I think we're at the end of our time, Jennifer. So we can maybe do a part two or we'll talk about some other neighborhoods sometime. Thanks for coming in. All right. Thanks, Kurt.